Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast. I am so excited to have you all here. We're going to continue the content creation and marketing strategy conversation with Miss Amanda Warfield. This is part three of our content batching series. And Amanda is, I know, like we've been doing these episodes back to back to back. So I I, I bet Amanda, both Amanda and I are like, even though we have, we both feel like we've hit a wall, but at the same time, we are so pumped and excited to be here and to share more about how to be more strategic with your content marketing. And so you are all in for a treat. And so if you are I'm going to encourage you, if you are brand new to the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast, if this is your first episode, then I want to encourage you to stop this episode and go back and start with episode 36, because that's when Amanda just really lays out a great foundation of content marketing and content batching for your business. So please do that, and then that way you can catch up. Otherwise, if you've caught up, then thank you so much for meeting us again for part three. You all are in for a treat because Amanda is going to be sharing how you can prepare for your Q4, your quarter four content. And when this airs, it's going to be August, I know. And it's hard to imagine like thinking about the end of the year because we're still in summer mode. We're still like either hanging out with our kids on break or we're thinking about going back to school. I don't know where you are, but during the end of summer, I'm still personally, I'm still a little lazy. And so I want to help you guys kick it into high gear for Q4. And when I say Q4, I'm talking October, November, December. So we want to help you end the year strong. So again, if you're brand new here, I am going to have Amanda introduce herself again so that you can get to know the woman, the myth, the legend behind content marketing, the queen herself. So Amanda, I'll have you take it away. You're too kind. For those that have not met me yet, I'm Amanda Warfield. I am a simplicity-focused content marketing strategist, and my mission is to help you fit your marketing into your business without it taking over your business. I'm really excited today because, like Dolly said, we're going to be talking more about the strategy side of things now. We spent so much time talking about the creation side of getting your content out there because that's the first step. We really as business owners, we get excited about the idea of strategy, right? We're like, ooh, strategy, like let's let's hear it, let's have it. But you really have to get the system in place for creating content before your brain is even able to really wrap its mind around the strategy side of things. So now that you know how to create a content system, I'm sure you're still putting it in place because these are coming out week after week after week. But now that you are on the path to that content creation system, we're able to dive into the content marketing strategy side of things. And I'm really excited to talk about this. Oh, me too. And just because I like to over like communicate and recap. So episode 36, again, everything is linked in the show notes. So the part one of this, I guess, 
content marketing series, I'm calling it. Part one is where Amanda shared three tips for simplifying your content creation in order to be consistent. And it also helps you build the know, like, and trust factor with your audience. So that was part one. Part two, in episode 37, we discussed how to get off the content creation hamster wheel and how to still stay consistent, but at the same time, not feel like you are always on that wheel and you are close to the B word, burnout. And so that's something that we discussed in episode 37. So we have the foundation now. So let's start talking about how to prepare for the next quarter, or at least start gearing up for the next quarter for our businesses. So the very first thing I want to kind of discuss is this idea of a content plan or a content strategy, because we tend to use these two phrases interchangeably when we're creating our our content for the next quarter, for the next month, for whatever we think, okay, I've got to create my plan. I've got to create my strategy. And we use them as if they're the same thing, but they're very much different. And I want to make sure that we're all on the same page about how I'm using this terminology as we're talking, because they do mean very different things. So a content plan is simply knowing what you're posting about and when and where. And it's literally just writing out, okay, I'm going to post this topic on Instagram on this day and this topic on Instagram on this day. And my podcast episode on this day is going to be about this. That's the plan. But strategy is the work you do before you create the plan. It's knowing what your messaging is. It's really having that nailed down. It's knowing what your call to actions need to be, what your topics need to be about. Because at different parts of your marketing year, because your marketing is going to have ebbs and flows, at different parts of your marketing year, you're going to be wanting to gear what you're talking about to different things. And we'll kind of discuss that more in a minute. But especially if you're launching something, you're not always going to be selling. You're not always going to be doing value, but you're always going to have different angles and different calls to actions and different ways that you are trying to move people through your funnels. That strategy for what you're doing with that is going to inform your plan, but the plan and the strategy are not the same thing. I love how you just shaped that. So, okay. So the first thing is like have a content plan and a content strategy. The first step is actually to gather all of your dates for the upcoming quarter. I just wanted to clarify content plan versus strategy so that okay, gotcha. we're all on the same page as we're talking through this because they're very different, but we tend to, in the business world, use them as the same thing. But the first thing you want to do is gather all the dates for the upcoming quarter. So when are you taking time off? When is your spouse going to be off work? When is your childcare going to be unavailable? What does that look like? You need to have all of those dates because in order to run a business that feels simple and that allows us to be present in our everyday lives, our business has to support our life, not the other way around. Too often we say, okay, here's my content plan. I'm going to have a launch on this week and I'm going to do this on this week and this on this week. And then we get into that week and we're like, ooh, my kids aren't in school. Ooh, how am I supposed to manage a launch and childcare? And, the, and then you're flustered and frustrated. So what we want to do first and foremost is look at your the rest of your life. What's happening in the rest of your life? Are you going to have family in town? And obviously these things can change and sometimes things pop up. You never know when your child's going to get sick or when you're going to get sick, but this will give you a basic picture, a, um, a safety net 
at least for most of what's going to pop up in life. So gather all those dates, put all of those on the calendar, time off. I highly encourage you to mark off days for time off. When I'm doing this with my clients at the end of every year, when we're planning for the next year ahead, they're like, oh, I don't need more time off than that. Set aside more time off than you need because if you've set aside the time off, you can always work if you really want to. But if you want to take time off and you haven't set aside time for it, you're probably not going to be able to take that time off. So set aside more than you think you need. So all those dates, put them on the calendar. Get a quarterly calendar, put them all on there. Then I want you to look at what other dates you might have business-wise. So I already know, for example, that we're doing something fun together coming in February. That is already on a sticky note for February for my 2023 calendar. I have it already printed off. It's April of 2022, guys. But I have it on a sticky note already because that's an important date. So take any important dates you have for their upcoming quarter. Collaborations. If you have any maybe affiliate promos that you're going to be part of, end of quarter four or inside of quarter four, I know Cultivate What Matters. There are a lot of people in our space that are affiliates for them. Every October, they have their launch, right? These are the kind of things you want to be thinking about. So take all of those other dates, the business dates, pop them in. Are there any conferences you're going to? Are there any friends that you have that you want to make sure you're able to support their launch, even if you're not an affiliate, but you know, hey, my friend is launching. I want to make sure I put something out there for them. Those are the kind of things you want to put on your calendar next. So you've got all your dates on your calendar ready to go. We can't create a content marketing strategy until we have those on there. But oftentimes we want to jump right into the strategy. So once you've got all the dates on the calendar, then you can decide, okay, when am I launching what? Let's say you've got a brand new digital offer that you want to put out there, whether it's a new service, maybe a new VIP day, maybe you have a new template that you're selling in your digital shop, maybe it's a course, whatever that might look like. Even if end of the year, maybe you're doing your one-to-one stuff for the next year. Whatever that looks like, you probably have a launch happening in Q4. We all tend to have launches happening in Q4. So put those dates on the calendar. Go ahead and put the open cart date. And I say open cart, but I don't necessarily only mean if you're doing a launch with like cart, open cart, close. It could also just be this is the start of the launch and the end of the launch. But put open cart, put close cart. With every launch you do, you should have some kind of what I call a visibility booster. So that could be something as simple as a quick three-day challenge that you host in your Facebook group. It could be something as large as a summit that you're doing. It could be a pop-up podcast. It could be a webinar. It's something that you're doing that's going to get you more visible in the eyes of your audience. And if you can hook up with some friends, maybe their audiences as well. But your visibility booster is going to be the week before your launch. So you've got your open cart date, your close date, and you've got your visibility booster. Now, here is the number one problem that I see entrepreneurs make when it comes to launches. You move through them too quickly. Your launch runway should be about 12 weeks long especially if it's a brand new offer. You're going to be preparing your audience for 12 weeks, which is why we're talking about Q4 in August because your 12 weeks is probably gonna be starting very soon if it hasn't already realistically. So 12 weeks, you're gonna back up from your open cart date, 12 weeks. If it's something you've launched a couple of times now, if you've launched it before, eight weeks is probably plenty because you've already done a lot of the the ground lane, and you've already established yourself as an expert in whatever that thing is. But 
brand new product, brand new offer, 12 weeks. So that's going to be your launch runway start. That is where you're going to start the strategy for this upcoming launch when it comes time to create that content strategy 12 weeks out. So then when you're planning out your content strategy, you're going to be really, really intentional and strategic for those 12 weeks with all of the content that you're putting out. Yeah. I'm just like nodding my head and agreeing, saying yes, amen. Now, I I will have to say, I feel like there is a lot of, I don't want to say pushback on this because most people agree like having a lead up, having a runway is very important, but actually executing it and doing it, that's the hard part because for me, from a human perspective, maybe I'm like overthinking this, but it's hard for people to plan ahead like 12 16, 18, let's do the 12, eight to 12 weeks of launching or pre-runway strategy. That's, that's hard to map out for a lot of people. How do you like communicate the essentials of this to your clients, Amanda? Honestly, by the time someone hires me to do this, because this is what I do with my one-on-one clients, is we create their content marketing strategy for the entire year. At that point, they're bought in. They're like, yes, absolutely. Here's the secret about a launch runway that I think most people misunderstand. You're not selling for 12 weeks. You're not talking about your offer for 12 weeks. You are simply laying the groundwork for 12 weeks. You're only selling for like two weeks, max. The rest of it, you're being intentional with your strategy to lead people to understand that, to get problem aware, to say, oh, I do have this problem, to get solution aware of, oh, this is how I solve that problem, and then to get aware of your offer, offer aware of, oh, I need this. So if you're looking at my membership club content batching, we've talked about it for the last couple of episodes, right? If you're looking at that, to get problem aware my audience needs to first and foremost understand that the reason that they are so overwhelmed by content creation is because they don't have a system. Before I can talk to them about even batching content, they have to understand that they're even on the content creation hamster wheel. A lot of times you don't realize that. You're just, this is normal. This is what the everyday life of an entrepreneur looks like. This is just part of entrepreneurship. So making them problem aware, I have to put out content that says, hey, this, it's normal, but it doesn't have to be this way. You don't have to be stuck on this hamster wheel. There are better ways to do content. That's all I'm talking about for the first part of the lead up for the first part of the runway. I'm not talking about club content batching at all. I'm barely even talking about content batching. Then once they're problem aware, you move into this. So that first phase is the pre-pre-launch phase within that 12 weeks. Then you move into the pre-launch phase. And what most people miss is that pre-pre-launch phase. Mm -hmm. You, You start by saying, hey, batching, this is what you need, right? This is what you need. But people are like, wait, I don't, what's that? Why do I need batching? Well, I don't, I don't need that because you haven't done the prep work to show them that they need it. Mm -hmm. So the pre-pre-launch phase is what most people miss. You do that, you show them, Hey, problem aware. Then you spend the next few weeks really talking about the solution to the problem you've made them aware of. You say, Hey, you're overwhelmed by content creation. We know this now, you know how to save some time on it, but But now let's talk about batching and you're going to spend a few weeks talking about batching or whatever it is that your solution is, right? Hey, this is a great system. Spend some time talking about how it saves you mental energy. Spend some time talking about how it saves you creativity. Spend some time talking about how it saves you time. 
you want to talk up the solution itself. So then they're like, yes, I'm going to start batching. I'm bought in to batching. So that's the pre-launch phase. At this point, you still haven't talked about your offer or your visibility booster or anything. You've done zero selling, zero selling. And then for the last couple of weeks, you move into, okay, I'm going to have this challenge on how to batch your content for the next couple of weeks or for the next week challenge on that. And then the challenge moves them into, now I've got this great offer for you. That's when you're doing the selling is during the actual launch phase itself. But the whole process is really what brings people in. The the pre-pre-launch phase and the pre-launch phase is what brings people into actually buying. But most people just want to do the launch phase and say, hey, I've got this new offer. Here's my, my webinar all about it. Come join us. And then we're upset when crickets happen. Yeah, you have to do you have to lay the groundwork and sometimes the groundwork means like you said like that 12 week of runway or sometimes 8 week of runway. So, and that's something that can be overwhelming for a lot of business owners, but the solution is just like breaking it down like you said, like start breaking down the dates, look ahead at the quarter breaking down the dates with your personal life, then mark off when you're having your time off and when you have conferences to go to, what business date plans you have, when you want to launch and all that. So Amanda, you all, Amanda's literally breaking this these concepts down for us in this episode. And this is what her clients pay her to do. So I hope that you are tuning in and leaning in and listening in to this conversation. Yeah. And the key to it is really understanding what your messaging is. Because if you don't understand what your messaging is, there's absolutely no way for you to truly lay that groundwork because you have to know that messaging in and out. And so you need to know exactly who your audience is. You need to know exactly what it is that your offer does for them. What is the transformation? You're taking them from A to B. What is A? What is B? What is that transformation in one sentence? And that's the key right there. A lot of my clients come to me and we have to really work on that messaging because they're very flowery with their language. And they're like, well, I do this and, and I do this with them. And then I also do this. And we need to know in one sentence, what it is that you do. What is that transformation? So know the audience, know the transformation, know what the solution is. What is that thing that you're going to be teaching on? What is your offer teaching on? You need to know what their problem is. Why do they need your solution? And then you need to know what I call the problem before the problem, because they don't know that they don't know they have that problem. So in order to help them see that they have that problem, you've got to solve the thing before that. So going back to my example with my own course and content batching, the problem is that they're not batching their content. Mm -hmm. They're stuck on the hamster wheel because they're not batching their content. But what they think the problem is, is that they don't have enough time to create content. So I have to solve this idea of how to create content faster. Will you simplify it? Here are all these different ways you can simplify content creation. Now you know that there are ways to make it so that content creation happens faster. Okay. Simplicity, simplify it. Here are a bunch of tips. One of my freebies is eight, it's an audio training. I think it's eight tips to create content faster. And it's just simple hacks for, hey, instead of typing, if you're trying to edit too much, voice memo yourself. There are all kinds of different tips in there. But I'm just helping them solve that initial problem of content creation takes too much time. Once they've solved that, you're ready to kind of introduce the 
problem. But the problem before the problem is, again, one of those things that we often miss. We don't realize that that's what we're trying to solve. We're just trying to solve the initial problem. And then we're going, why isn't anyone, why is no one listening to me? Because they don't even know that they have that problem yet. While you were sharing that example, I was like, okay, like, I actually went through this in the past year as I was honing in more of my Dubsado, because I do Dubsado experiences, and I honed in more on for creative business owners, specifically with family photographers, and it took me a long time to communicate the importance of a CRM system for photographers, because I was discovering, yes, they wanted to be more streamlined, but they didn't know what that they didn't they wanted a workflow but they didn't know what a workflow meant so I have had to peel back layer by layer by layer in order to show them like these are the essential foundations you need to lay and then we will have a very streamlined strategic process for you and I'm not even joking around the last four clients I've had Amanda who I've done this process with they at the end were thinking oh workflows aren't that intimidating at all. Like they're fun. Like it may not be fun, like leading up to the process, but it's not as overwhelming as I had assumed it would be. So like, I was just thinking of a real life example for, for me. And that is so true. You just have to peel back the layers further and further to like help explain more of the point. Yeah. And to bridge where you are as an expert versus where your client or potential student is. Yeah who has no idea about any of this. So do you have any other words of wisdom to share as we gear up for Q4? Because you've shared like, okay, like let's plan out our quarter. Let's map out all the important dates. So let's say we've done that. And now we have a runway planned and we have those either eight to 12 weeks of runway, let's say 12 weeks. So now what? Okay, so you've you've got the runway planned. It roughly breaks out to about four weeks, four weeks, four weeks for the different phases of the runway. So that's your 12 weeks. Outside of that, the only other thing you have to plan quarterly is your non-launch content. And this is the fun part. I mean, I think the launch content's fun because I really love launching and I really love helping my clients create their launch runways. But Outside of that, it's so fun because you get to really be creative with the content that you're putting out there. So let's say that you are, for the sake of an example, in a launch runway from September, first week in September through end of November. Mm-hmm. I probably like actually Black- wouldn't recommend that because of Black, Black Friday. Black but Friday. yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend doing a launch during Black <laughs> Friday, but just for the sake you of- You do you, everybody. <laughs> simple math, (laughs) Um, beginning of September to end of November. Okay, gotcha. You've got a whole month in December where you still have content to put out. You can talk about anything that you want. I mean, keep it semi-relevant, but you can really, really play around with your non-launch content. And this is a great time to talk about things that matter, that are something that really weighs on your heart. Talk about things that are fun to you. Talk about Maybe you have an idea for a future offer and you're like, I don't know if this topic is going to go over well or not. Talk about it. Put something out there about the topic and see the response you get. Throw spaghetti at the wall because the launch content, the plan, the strategy that you've just created for your 
launch runway, it's so dialed in and you are really showcasing yourself as an expert in that topic. You're leading people into the sale, but you have so much more to offer than that one topic. And so this is the time where you can really have fun with what you're talking about. And so often we're like, well, I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur and I'm going to talk about all these things. That's great. We're all multi-passionate. We're all three-dimensional humans. That's like my biggest pet peeve is the, I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. We all are. But in order to make money, you have to niche down, period. You have to be able to simply communicate a message. But this this time, this non-launch content is the time to let those passions fly. I tend to do an episode every single quarter where I, I call it a coffee and conversations episode where I'm just like, hey, like this is what's happening in my life. Let's sit down and like have coffee and just chat. I love to talk about different systems that I use in my business, how I keep things simple. I like to talk about the hard parts of entrepreneurship. All of that doesn't necessarily make sense in the context of a launch runway, but that non-launch content, I can go crazy with it. And so that's the time when you can really, you don't need a strategy necessarily. That's more of, okay, here's our plan. We're going to talk about these things and we're excited about it. And we're going to see how these things land. Yeah. So that's how you wrap up the planning for your content strategy. Something that I do, because if we're batching these episodes out in April and hopefully, Lord willing, they'll be posted in August. But in between April and August, I'm planning on having my own launch related to something Dubsado related. And there is like, I was listening to you and nodding because I have two or three episodes that are just more fun where I'm inviting guests to come and speak about different strategies and workflows. But then for a very specific amount of time, nine weeks is just Dubsado related. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure now that you are listening to this episode, for those of you who have been listening since the beginning, now you know I was doing, I was laying out a runway, like Amanda would call it, and into my offer that was Dubsado related. So yeah, I completely agree. I do the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And the nine weeks, it can sound like a lot, right? Yeah. Nine to 12 weeks of content. That's so much content. But when you're creating a whole offer around something, it's amazing how many different episodes and topics yeah. you can come up with. Oh, yeah. I came up with 15 different episodes. Like actually, no, more than 15. But my runway, like I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to try to keep it under nine so I won't you know, overwhelm everyone. So eight to nine was my sweet spot for me. Okay. So we have talked about having even fun, like after your launch, doing some non-launch related content. And this is a lot of fun for a lot of business owners. And I will agree with you. I did listen to your recent podcast episode about your coffee and chatting over coffee. And you were talking about having a squirrel in your attic. And I was I was just laughing about that in my car. So I always like, from a listener's perspective, I want to let you know, I enjoy, you know, you know, the non-strategy episodes because I want to get to know you. I want to get to know the podcaster. So, and that goes all back to the building, the know, like, and trust factor. Yeah. These non-launch episodes are, yeah. you can't, and that is another really important reason why consistency is so important because how many times have we been following someone? to be ghosted by them and then to see them pop back up when they're launching. That's mm -hmm. gross. Yeah. <laughs> like We don't want to buy from someone that does that. We want 
to feel connected to them. And like, I want my listeners to feel like they're my friend. Like I said, in one of the previous episodes, I'm an awkward person. Like I just (laughs) am. I want you guys to know that I'm quirky because I don't want you to buy from me and think you're buying from someone that's polished and super like, I I don't even know like what word I would use sophisticated. Like we're sitting here and I like have whatever Amanda's wearing a top hat and a monocle. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, like you can see like my sports bras, like poking through my shirt. I definitely have on biker shorts right now. Like I look presentable from the top up, but I am very low key. And I want everyone who's in my audience to realize that like, I'm just a normal lazy human over here. Yeah. (laughs) Which I appreciate. And like you find your people when you, yeah. All right. You showcase who you are. Yeah. I love that so much. And really, Amanda, I did enjoy that past episode. And I was laughing about Squirrel. And I was thinking, wow, like I feel like that would happen to me and my little family. And my husband would probably have the same reaction that your husband did. The Squirrel is gone, friends. Oh, that's good. And it has not come back. But it was a nine-month battle. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's the type of fun, non-launch-related content that, again, it just, like, helps bridge the gap to get to know you more in between launches, which I think is fun. I think it's important. That's great. Do you have any other Q4-related topics in relation to content marketing that you want to share? Don't be afraid to post a ton for Black Friday. Again, I wouldn't do a launch of a new product during the Black Friday stuff because it is hard to be visible and you're just going to do better if you wait and do it after or before. But don't be afraid to do a lot of content for Black Friday because it is a very crowded market. But do something that you have a system around. Maybe you've already got a funnel, an offer already created so that you can hang out with your family instead of posting. Make sure you batch all that content, right? And then don't be afraid to keep things low-key in December. That is also another month in our industry where things are just really relaxed. I tend to do two months of content in November when I do that batch week so that all of my December and January content is already created so I don't have to do a batch week in December. So pro tip, that's a lot of fun. That is actually, I'm writing this down. That's very smart. Think ahead. I love to take, holidays. I take two full weeks off every December. And then I also spend a week goal setting. So I don't have a lot of work time in December. So I decided, hey, I'm not going to batch in December. I'm going to go ahead and do January content in November. And like, I'm not trying to like, <laughs> we were just talking about task switching in the previous episode. <laughs> but like, kind of like changing tasks, um, changing topics. No, it's kind of similar lines. If you're listening, you're like, well, how will I, the financial side of that, like, what does that look like if I'm not working and stuff? Well, if you've been listening to my, the systems of financial, developing a system and workflow for yourself in relation to the finances of your business, you can plan ahead and still pay yourself for the weeks. Technically, you're not working, you're taking that time off. So I encourage you to listen into previous episodes because I go into depth about that and how I develop a system for myself. And yes, like I am also planning on taking several weeks off for the holidays. So, and I'm going to pay myself and I'll be still showing up consistently, but it'll be batched ahead of time. And I mean, this does still relate to content marketing because if you are 
planning ahead, you can still market yourself even if your content, just because I'm not batching content in December, again, I do two months in November, so the content's still going out. I may not be working, but I am still selling Mm -hmm. through my digital offers, through sending out emails. At that point, I will be doing one-to-one, taking on new clients. By the end of December, I should probably be done with that. But the idea is that you can still sell even if you're taking time off. Your marketing doesn't have to stop and it should not stop just because you're taking time off. So batch your content. Yes, exactly. I do want to say like something that I saw, this is so silly, but one thing that stops a lot of creative business owners I've noticed is the assumption of, well, what will people think about me like posting about myself all the time, posting about like marketing myself because there are people, like I saw somebody on, this is so silly. I saw somebody on Facebook make fun of people who have to like market themselves and they commented like how exhausting it would be. And I didn't comment back. I just read it and I thought you are probably really discouraging a lot of small business owners, but I didn't say anything. But I just thought, I, I just wanted to use this moment to encourage anybody who's listening. If you are facing this and you're thinking, well, I don't, want to seem like I'm promoting myself all the time and I just can't stop talking about myself. I'm giving you permission, like Amanda and I are giving you permission, like to think ahead, plan ahead and batch ahead because you should be marketing yourself. You should be promoting yourself and you can do that on autopilot and still take a break. And not, you can be promoting yourself and not saying, Hey, Hey, bye from me. Yeah. You can frame everything and you should frame everything or most things as value Mm -hmm. for your audience members because what we're all doing here is serving others with the gifts that we've been given, right? We're all saying, this is something that I'm really talented in. I want to share this with you. And so even during the launch runway, like I said, you're not selling that whole time. For most of it, you're just giving tips. You're giving help. You're giving value. You're educating them on something. And then when you happen to mention like, hey, for more to go deeper, here are some ways to do that. You're selling after giving value and giving that education and they're ready to say, okay, I do want to go deeper on this. Here's my money. And so selling doesn't mean, and marketing yourself doesn't mean, hey, I'm launching right now. When you're in launch mode, it does. Obviously, you're really pushing yourself and your product and your offer, but 99% of the time, it's here's like value. And also, if you want here's a way to take this to the next step. Yeah. No, I love that so much. I I love that you've like broken it down and I hope it's in like, just my goal is just to be as encouraging as possible to the listeners and to let you know, like you can be strategic in how you promote yourself. And like Amanda said, like how you serve others in your promotions. So these are all great, great tips, Amanda. Is there anything else that you're wanting to share before we wrap things up? I think my final bit of advice is not to be afraid of planning ahead because you can change the plans at any point if you need to. So often I hear from people, well, I can't batch content because I'm not going to know what I want to post about until I post about it. Remember that what you're doing is you're here to serve others, right? Like your content's not for you. So don't let yourself get caught up in that mindset. But at the same time, don't be scared to plan in advance 
because you don't want to be able to, or you want to be able to change things. You can still change things. Having batched content is just a safety net. Having a strategic content plan is just a safety net. You can change things at any point. So, so true. And I, I like when you were saying, don't be afraid of planning ahead. I was like, Amanda's speaking to those of you who like the Enneagram. You're, she's speaking to the sevens the out sevens. there. All of my seven friends that refuse to plan ahead, it's okay to undo a plan too. Yeah, it's totally fine. And for those of us who are like ultimate planners like me and Amanda, like, you know, if something doesn't go as planned, it's it's going to be okay. It's, and it's okay to change the plan yeah, totally- for like me and you're a little too rigid sometimes. <laughs> It's okay. I was sharing with uh, Amanda earlier that my husband is also, I'm a three and my husband is a one and Amanda's a one. And so I'm like, I get it. I, I totally understand the mindset of a one. I I totally get it. Yeah. We're an interesting bunch. (laughs) I don't envy my husband having to deal with my mind. But he loves you, and that's all that matters. He does. He does. Yeah, and he accepts you, and he loves you. Amanda, it was so good to chat with you. Thank you so much for just being a part of this three-part series on strategic content marketing and batching. And so for those of you who are brand new to listening into this podcast, Amanda, I know you've shared this so many times before in previous episodes, but can you just wrap up and share with everybody about your content club batching membership and also where and how people can work with you and find you? Yeah. So club content batching is part course, part group coaching program. Inside of it, I teach you how to create a batching system that is unique for you and your business and the kind of hours that you work. But you learn how to create a month's worth of content in just one week, no matter how many hours you're working each week. It also has the whole accountability aspect because knowing how to batch is only half the battle. You actually have to implement the system over and over again. So there's also a ton of accountability built in so that you can continue batching. But also if you happen to fall off, you've got the accountability to jump right back on. That is, you can find that at amandawarfield.com forward slash content. If you're ready to dive in with both feet with that, you can use the coupon code Dolly to get $30 off your monthly membership fee for the length of your membership, $30 off every month. And then if you are not so sure, maybe you just want to kind of dip your toes in, you can go to amandawarfield.com forward slash dolly and just test out the very first lesson inside of Club Content Batching. And if you're interested more so in the strategic side of things, if you're like, I'm, I've am i got a content creation system down, I'm comfortable with it, I want more help with strategy, go to my website, which is just Amanda Warfield, and learn more about my services. I will be opening up my one-to-one spaces in Q4 so you can add yourself to the wait list if you want to be the first to hear about those. I would love to potentially work with you in the new year. And if you have any follow-up questions at all, because I know we covered a ton of information over this content marketing series, please come find me on Instagram. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. I'm happy to chat with you in my DMs for to answer any and all questions that you may have. Thank you so much, Amanda. And like, let me reiterate, uh, Amanda's podcast is incredible. So please go and subscribe it, follow her, leave her a review, you all, because she is, she brings so much just great content every week in, week out. And I just, just I love following her so much. She's awesome. So anyways, thank you so much. And I hope 
this series has been helpful for for you all. And if it has, just please let me know and let me know what other type of series you would like to learn more about and developing systems and strategies and workflows for. And okay, like this is me awkwardly saying goodbye to you all and saying goodbye to Amanda. I hope you all have a wonderful and streamlined week. Bye. Thanks so much for having me, Dolly. Of course. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at dollydelongeducation over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.